We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Steve Peretz, joined by Sarah Kelleher, Dusty Evely. How's it going, everybody? Woo! Woo! Wow, mm-hmm. looks like Dusty's doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing pretty good. So, <laughs> I mean, we're off to a better start than last week when you guys sounded like little children. We're like <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> still, I when I listened to that one on Wednesday, the, the next day after we recorded, that was it definitely got me to uh, laugh quite a bit. When we somehow it, got the same pitch as well in <laughs> our voices, which was <laughs> I thought was pretty impressive. It was spectacular. It was like the same time, mm-hmm. same frequency, everything. I loved it. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, the Pack-A-Day podcast has a new sponsorship. We are now sponsored by Manscaped, the -the (laughs) below-the-waist grooming partner of the... Oh, wait, no, that's the 49ers. Huh. I don't know if you guys saw this. I thought it was kind of weird for an NFL team to partner up with a below-the-waist grooming partner, but uh, did you guys have any initial thoughts on the 49ers having... Uh, some well well groomed downtown. I mean, listen when you when you sign a guy, you trade for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy that you know, a guy, a very handsome looking man. Um, there's there's certain things you have to do to kind of bolster the image of your team, I guess. So it's it's not shocking. It's not shocking. 
Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but <laughs> yeah, definitely an interesting sponsor choice, but I mean, whatever, wh- whatever. I mean, we'll see. I- I'm sure that they will not be the last team that is sponsored by them in the NFL. They may be the first, but they won't be the last. Very interesting. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. Um Anyway, uh, the, yeah, again, as always, for this time of year, there is not really a whole lot going on in Packer Nation. Um, one of the things we did kind of want to touch on before we go into our own topic for the day, uh, Ken Inglis, who is just a uh, mastermind of the Packers' salary cap, uh, he does he, he writes articles. I think he's on one of he the new the, podcasts. Un, he's an unknown Packers podcast over with yeah. um, Bryce Christensen and Nebels. Yeah, yeah. So he just joined up with them, started doing that, uh, which is also, um, you know, we normally don't like to promote other podcasts, but come on, let's hear it. It's a good podcast. Those those are some good guys to listen to for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he put out a tweet talking about uh, next year, and he says, short of the Packers executing a few restructures or uh, and veteran cuts, they'll have room for about two of their unrestricted free agents after this season. Uh, I think of it like a Panera Bread. You pick two offering. Who would you keep around picking off the Packers? Pick two options. So there's Corey Lindsley, Kenny Clark, Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari, and Kevin King. We all kind of agreed that um, we probably have the same two, but uh, Sarah, why don't you start us off? Who would you think you would be picking? Yeah, so I went with Kenny Clark and David Bakhtiari. I just thought that those guys obviously are key players on the team. Anyone that watches the Packers or just anyone I think that's a fan of the game in general knows and understands that. But my other reasoning for it was there's really no next man up, per se, if one of them were to go. Um, You know, with Aaron Jones, you have A.J. Dillon who is coming in and he has a lot of potential. He's obviously not taking up as much salary cap as Aaron Jones is right now or would if they were to re-sign him. So those are just kind of – that was my quick thought process on that and really it was just two guys that I think are essential to the team. And the fact that they're essential, I wouldn't want to lose them and would therefore pick them over the other guys. It really kind of hurts my heart a little bit because I do love the other guys, especially Aaron Jones. But realistically, you know, looking at cap and other things and – other personnel on the team. That's just the way I went. Dusty, what about you? Yeah, I, I tried really, really hard to pick anyone other than that just because I, I kind of assumed we were all <laughs> – I assume anyone who sees this is going to have the same exact answer. So I was trying really hard to try to figure out something else. So, I mean, my pick is the same. It's it's Clark and Bakhtiari. I, I was trying to make a case for – I mean, so I just got done rewatching the 2019 season, and I have a newfound love and respect for Corey Lindsley. Uh, big Lindsley guy. I, I think he's tremendous. I just – I love watching him work. Uh, does such an amazing job. But, I, like, I just don't think he's more valuable than Bakhtiari. Aaron Jones, obviously, like, Aaron Jones is one of my favorite players over the past couple of years. Just his versatility and what he can do is, is incredible. But he's a running back, and no matter how good and how versatile he is, uh, you can you can find someone to kind of approximate that value. So I kind of settled on trying to talk myself into Kevin King a little, just because if you look at him as, like, an ascendant player, uh, he stayed healthy last year. He's always kind of had that promise. He was starting to realize that a little more since he was able to stay on the field. So if you see this as kind of like a coming into his own, he's starting to realize his full potential, and maybe you get that, <laughs> then you sign Alexander as well, and you get those two guys you think are the future on the outside. That'd be amazing. I would absolutely love that. 
And I do think Bakhtiari, whether it was injury or something, showed some signs of slippage last year. So I was trying to talk myself into a Kenny Clark, uh, Kevin King thing, but really for the same thing Sarah said, you've got no one behind Bakhtiari. And then even then you're banking on, you're giving up a left tackle with no insurance plan at all to try to get a guy that has had a lot of injury, issues with injury and overpaying a cornerback in the cornerback market is just insane right now. So I tried to do King. I could not do it. Uh, it's it's Clark and Bakhtiari for me, although a little, little closer than I kind of would have thought, I think. Yeah, I don't think I have much to add to that. Just we kind of – you guys kind of touched on everything we were talking about. I was trying to figure out a way to convince myself into talking about Aaron Jones, but I – you don't want to overpay the running back's position. We've seen it time and time again, and as much as I love him and wish they would use him more, it's just not something I foresee them doing is is overpaying for a non-premium position like that. So I would say, to me too, the answer would be Kenny Clark and David Bakhtiari. With that, we're going to jump into our topic for the week. Um we started spitballing ideas, and the way it normally goes uh, to give you guys a peek behind the blinds for us is uh, I suggest about 17 different topics, and Dusty tells me they're all stupid. And then he kind of piggybacks and steals one of my ideas and twists it into his own so he gets to feel creative. Um, That's so pretty accurate. Well, That's pretty yeah, I know. I'm not, I mean, I'm not lying here. This is exactly <laughs> how it goes. Um so basically my suggestion was what if we went like doomsday scenario, What uh, we'll, we'll all talk about what happens if there's no NFL season and the craziness that could ensue. Um, and I came up with a very, very bleak scenario, and I sent it to Dusty and Sarah, and I didn't hear from them for a few hours after that. So <laughs> I think I creeped them out thoroughly. Um, and then Dusty decided to uh, kind of play off that one, which actually did become a much better idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what we're going to do tonight is talk about what would happen if there is a shortened NFL season, if there was eight games to the season. What would be a best-case scenario, uh, like a dream scenario for the Packers? What would be um, a nightmare scenario for the Packers uh, kind of the the breakdown is you still have to have four home games, four away games. You have to play the three other teams in your division once, um, but you get to pick um, exactly what games you wanted. So, Dusty, since this was your idea, I'm going to start with you on your dream scenario. Why don't we do – let's do home games first. Okay, so my home games – yeah, this was um – I kind of hated that I I kind of came up with this idea because it ended up being harder than I thought it was going to be to figure this out, and there is some overlap. So I wanted some. I, I hated that I stole this idea from Steve and uh, and I took credit for it. To be fair, the inspiration for it a little bit. Some of it was the Doomsday stuff, and some of it was the newly inked um, uh, Major League Baseball coming together, but a shortened season. So I was like, oh well, what if NFL was short? Um, but that, I don't know. We didn't want to do five games. So we're doing eight games. Uh, my home games, my dream scenario. Uh, I went with uh, Lions, Falcons, Vikings, and Jaguars. Uh, you know, you got to play uh, the toughest game in that stretch is the Vikings, um, but you got to play them home or away. So I'm picking Vikings home there, and uh, I feel like the Falcons. It's early in the season. I feel like they're going to beat the Falcons. Early game for the Lions at Lambeau. I'd rather play them there than Ford Field. And then uh, the Jags. Um, Jags of the Jags. I like Minshew, I guess, but uh, I'm not really scared of that team. So that's my that's my home and my dream scenario. Sarah, what'd you come up with? Okay, so for my home dream 
Samario. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with Vikings, Jaguars, Falcons, and Bears. So almost the same as Dusty's, but a little bit different. Um, I switched it up and I put the Bears in there just because I always think it's fun when they come to Lambeau and the whole rivalry of it. Um, I don't really have – I mean, this this was one, like you said, Dusty, where I'm like, ooh, that could go both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just went ahead and put it as a home game um, for no other reason than I think we can beat them um, at Lambeau or on the road. So I'm like, why not? Why not just make it a fun home game? Always good to beat your rival at home. All right, and then with mine, I went with the Lions, the Vikings, the Falcons, and Carolina. Um, as I said, I think I, I told Dusty, uh, I'll take Carolina as much as Christian McCaffrey ran over the Packers this past year. Like, give me Teddy Bridgewater at the end of the season with a noodle arm thrown in, you know, snow and heavy wind at the, in Lambeau, like, I think the Packers can take care of that, take care of business. So um, nobody really overly scares me out of that group. But, again, if I'm giving the choice of Vikings at home or Vikings away, even if there's no fans, I'll still take the home game versus the Vikings anytime. So, um, yeah, so that kind of wraps that one up for me. Let's go your dream scenario with away games. I've got the Bucks, the Colts, the Bears, and the – Texans. So Bucks for the Bucks because Brady not, might not be around. I don't feel great about them. Colts just because I don't know. I I feel like the Colts that Colts team could go either way. They have a good roster. That's late in the season, and if it starts late anyway, I guess it doesn't really matter. But it's uh, it's Philip Rivers, and he really started to tail off. I mean, he didn't have a great season last year, and that roster is good, but I don't really feel like that he's going to be amazing by that point. So I'd like to go in there. Um, I think they'll be able to beat him at that point. Uh, Bears, that was, and this was a pick I could have gone, you know, home or away. I, I don't really care about the Bears one way or the other. The turf's bad, but it's going to be cold, whether it's in Chicago or Green Bay. And they've done terrible, terrible things to the Bears in their own stadium. So that's fine. And then um, Texans, just because I had to pick another one, I guess. Uh, that Texans team could go either way. I don't. But I think getting rid of Hopkins puts them in the in that scenario for me. I still, uh, you know, Watson is really, really good, and they do have talent there. But I think getting rid of Hopkins kind of kills that. So uh, I feel fine about that one. Okay, I went Lions, Texans, Colts, Bucks. But the Bucks I put also on my worst-case scenario because I have a feeling like – it would either go really well and it would be great and the Packers would win by a lot or for some reason they would travel horribly, play awful, and then a beat-up and battered Tom Brady would embarrass them. Like, I feel like if there's no middle ground there. So that's mm-hmm. was kind of my thought process with that. The Lions, I'm just like, I feel like they're just the Lions at this point and we can beat them um, on the road, and obviously if you're going to have an away game, like just traveling not super far is always beneficial, and they're close. Um, same kind of thought process with the Colts there. It's not an across-country trip, and I also think they definitely have the ability to beat them. I think Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith are going to have a fun time um, with that <laughs> offensive line, and uh, Philip Rivers and everything there. So, and then the Texans, like you said, I I said the same thing last week, and I've said it 
time and time again since that awful, awful trade. But mm. I just think that this will be a, a tougher year for them losing Hopkins. And obviously there is some tension between them and um, their leadership. And that it, that may, who knows, that may affect um, what happens on the field too. So I went, again, Lions, Texans, Colts, and Bucks. And I went Bears, Texans, Bucks, and Colts. So it looks like we all kind of had that. Set. That's actually kind of fun because we actually didn't talk about this at all beforehand. <laughs> uh, but I think the biggest thing for me with the Bears game, I kind of wanted. It's always fun when you can get those Chicago fans to just shut the hell up on a home field. Like when you're when the you know Rogers Cobb touchdown, like that just def- deflated the the entire stadium. Like that's a cool moment. And I feel like the Packers have come up more on the winning end. Like even last year, they they won down week one um, in Chicago, and that just deflates that team even more. So uh, to me, I'll take the Bears. I feel like the Packers can win there. And then um, Tampa Bay, I feel like that's uh, – you, you kind of went through the away games. You're like, all right, I guess this one's easier. Because yeah. when, when you start going through the nightmare away games, you're like, oh, God. So Tampa Bay was kind of like a by default – um, like you said, Indy, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, I like Jonathan Taylor. I would lo- I love to see him in that scenario, and he could be really good for them and for Phillip Rivers. And then with Houston, it's it's Coach Bob is going to crap his pants once uh, he realizes what uh, GM Bob actually did to him. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's kind of where I where I landed. So that would be my my f- dream scenario. So. Again, the dream scenario home games for me were the Lions, Vikings, Falcons, and Panthers. And the dream away was the Bears, Texans, Buccaneers, and Colts. Uh, Dusty, what was your... Um, yeah, uh, my home was Lions, Falcons, Vikings, Jaguars, and away was Bucks, Colts, Texans, Bears. Sarah, what was your whole... My home was Vikings, Bears, Jaguars, Falcons, and away with Lions, Texans, Colts, and Bucks. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot of this kind of overlap there, but that which which makes sense when you're trying to pick out some of the easier games. And I'm sure there'll be a little bit of overlap when it comes to a nightmare scenario as well. Um, so, Dusty, why don't you lead us off? Uh, actually, you did the last one, so Sarah, why don't you lead us off with your home games? Nightmare home games. Okay, so for my worst-case scenario at home, I went with the Eagles, the Panthers, the Titans, and then I kind of just threw in the Bears. Like I said before, that was one where I was at the beginning. I'm like, well, this could go either way. I think we can beat them both home and away. So that's the game I kind of threw in there where I was like, well, hopefully we can win. Um, But, you know, the Eagles and the Panthers are two that – kind of worry me a bit. I mean, the Eagles, they came to Lambeau this year and they beat us and I, or last year, sorry, and they beat us. And I know like there were some questionable calls towards the end of the game, but they still were able to um, pull out the win. And I think that gives a lot of teams confidence. It's not an easy thing to do and to come to Green Bay and, um, and to kind of just beat up on us a little bit. So that's just something that worries me there. Um, Panthers with Christian McCaffrey, I really would just hate for him to run all over us in our own stadium. Um, so that was my thought process there. Obviously, he's a beast, and, you know, he deserves that the big money that he got. And, um, you know, even though, like Steve said, Teddy Bridgewater might not be the best 
I still worry about Christian McCaffrey because I saw so many times, like especially when I think about the San Francisco game and how their run game just absolutely destroyed us. So that's a little concerning to me. And the Titans, I mean, it's just it was one of those where, you know, they have another really good running back, and I really would not want to see um, that happen again. So, you know, two teams on that list are have a super strong run game, and I would hate um, to see that come and bite us in the butt time and time again. Yeah, I've got um, my nightmare home, Vikings, Eagles, Titans, Bears. Titans for the same reason Sarah said. I was kind of picking out um, – what are some teams that could absolutely kill us on the ground? And that's a team that is, is full ground and pound all the way, man. I mean, I think Tannehill's good enough to, to make you pay if you're able to stop that a little bit, you know, I think, or, you know, make you pay-ish, I guess. But really, it's if they can't stop them on the ground and the Packers had issues with that last year, um, that could that could give them a lot of trouble. So uh, that's the reason for the Titans. Um, Eagles... Yeah, kind of the same thing. I mean, the Eagles Eagles really really ran all over the Packers last year. Uh and then beyond that, they added some some really good weapons, some actual honest to god receivers uh for for Wentz to throw to. Uh and so you've got you've got the makings of a decent offense there, I think. And so that's so scary. And then just take I don't know, Vikings Bears, I had to have them somewhere. Um and I mean, really, honestly, I think Vikings nightmare more would be away rather than home. I also have the home of my dream, but I think just the way some of the home and away stuff shakes out, uh, I think you make a case for a bigger nightmare on the away team. So Vikings Bears, I have to have them somewhere, and uh, I'm just I'm sticking them home. But it's really just those Titans uh, Titans Eagles games that kind of get you there. All right, I went uh, Lions, Eagles, Titans, and Falcons. Uh, I think we kind of have talked about most of them. I threw Detroit in there because Detroit away doesn't really scare me all that much. Um, so fair might doesn't throw, throw in one cakewalk if we can. And then <laughs> you, you guys definitely touched on Philly. Uh, Dusty, you hit on Tennessee again. Like Derrick Henry is just a beast among men. Uh, and him running over the Packers uh, rush defense is a scary, scary thought. Like, Ryan Tannehill does not frighten me one bit, but Derrick Henry definitely does. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then on the flip side, I took the Atlanta game just because I know it's a primetime game, and the thought of Julio Jones running like for two hundred and fifty, like two hundred fifty <laughs> yards, and just it, for, it was like Ladarius Gunter covering him the last time. Obviously, that still like is etched in my memory, but that's. The the man can go off at any time, and if he chooses to go off against the Packers, like he single handedly, along with Matt Ryan, can just flip flip the script and just take a game like that. So, uh, for one of the home games, I thought that was kind of a nightmare scenario for me. Uh, Sarah, let's go. What'd you pick for your away games? Oh, I don't like looking at this at all. Um, I picked Forty ers Saints. Vikings, and then, like I said before, I just threw in the Bucks because I was like, that's either going to go really well or just really bad. Um, 49ers, yeah, we all know what happened the last time uh, they played on the road there, so don't really like talking about that, don't like thinking about it. And when uh, we came down to picking worst-case scenarios, that was number one on my list. Um, Vikings, just obviously, they're the next best team in the division, and uh, going on the road and playing them is always a challenge. I mean, we saw it kind of came down to the wire 
um, towards the end of last year. They had a decent draft. Um, it's just it's it's always competitive when we play the Vikings. It usually comes down to Packers and Vikings in the division. So you know, if I could choose, I'd much rather play them at Lambeau Field. So when I had to pick something that was a nightmarish scenario, I went with them on the road. Um, the Saints, we've talked about it plenty of times on our podcast on our podcast too. Just um, the fact that, you know, they're a good all-around team, good offense, good defense, good quarterback, good re- wide receivers, good, good running back. So just an all-around a, a good team and someone that, you know, I really don't like that we have to play on the road. And it's probably going to be one of the tougher ones for the Packers on the road too. Yeah, I went, um, same thing, Saints-Niners. I mean, <laughs> the Niners game, like you said, jumps out immediately. That's um, If you had a nightmare scenario with one game on the entire schedule this year, it's that Niners game uh, in San Francisco. So Niners-Saints, for all the reasons Sarah just said. And then Colts. I also have Colts in my dream scenario just because this, this is my game, I guess, like Sarah's Bucks game. Is This is one that could go either way. This is one where I could see Phillip Rivers just, just slowly decaying before our eyes and not able to throw a ball past seven yards down the field. Or Phillip Rivers just absolutely slicing and dicing. Um, and again, that, I mean that that line is good in Indianapolis, and you know they've got I like that roster there. They've got they've got some really good pieces, so you could see a scenario where the Packers win by forty or, or lose by forty, maybe not lose by forty, lose by oh, two God, touchdowns. Again, I, we can't, I can't go through that again. <laughs> I'll say two touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> like you could you could see it go either way, and so I've got them in my nightmare. Um, which, uh, considering the fact that me and Steve kind of talked about maybe possibly potentially going to that game if it ends up happening, boy, I, I sure hope it's more of the dream scenario than the nightmare scenario. Um, and then rounding it out with the Lions, just because they, we've got to play the Lions, and I feel like they're I feel like they're tougher at home. Uh, it depends. I mean, the Lions have played the Packers pretty tough over the past few years anyway, home or away. And so if I have to pick the Lions, I think it's a tougher game away. Now I'm starting. I, I had a thought while you guys were were talking, and I wasn't really listening, and I was looking at my phone. But wouldn't it, like <laughs> dreams? Hey, I, we're all about honesty here. <laughs> you have told me many a time that you zone out as soon as I start talking. Oh, so. I'm watching a movie right now. While you're exactly. Doing this. So yeah. why are you? I don't know why you're offended. Um, but dream scenario. Wouldn't a dream scenario have to be like? Wouldn't a smart play be to have all three division games at home? I mean, if you're going three and zero in the division, that gives you the one of the best chances in order to win the division, which gets you right in the playoffs. It does, but it depends mm-hmm. on how the other games sort yes. out. You know, Just something that popped in my head of maybe we should, maybe I would want to play all the all the games at home for the division. But you know, again, hopefully the eight game season doesn't happen. But if it does, maybe maybe that'll be that part of it. As far as my nightmare away games, pretty similar to you guys. I did at Minnesota, at San Francisco, at New Orleans, and at Chicago. Um, Minnesota is always the tough place to play, even if there's no crowd. Somehow, it's always just it's a, it always sucks. Um, San Francisco, I, nobody wants to get a fifty burger dropped on them, so frightens the hell out of me. Again, same thing with New Orleans. It, drop of a hat they could score 50 points and not blink an eye at Chicago they were in my they were in my um, dream scenario as well because it like it doesn't I don't really fear it but crazy things happen when you play division opponents on the road um, so I don't know I think that kind of that that would wrap it up so for me the nightmare schedule would be home against Detroit Philly Tennessee and Atlanta away against Minnesota, San Francisco, New Orleans, and Chicago. 
Uh, Dusty, what did you have? Uh, my nightmare home was Vikings, Eagles, Titans, Bears, and away Saints, Niners, Colts, Lions. Mine was home Titans, Bears, Panthers, Eagles, and away Vikings, 49ers, Saints, and Bucks. Cool. And uh, for everybody listening, if you have a dream or nightmare schedule, we would love to uh, to hear about it. Send it to us on Twitter uh, for sure. That would be some fun content to uh, to talk about and fill up some of the days where we don't really have anything going on. So, yeah, again, hit us up on Twitter at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Keller 4, at C. Peretch, and send us, uh, send us your dream scenarios for an eight-game schedule and your nightmare scenario for an eight-game schedule. So, um, yeah, that kind of is going to wrap things up here, unless anything has popped up on Twitter that I haven't seen. Um I still, I, I mean, this was fun, Dusty. I still think my uh, my my nightmare, my uh, doomsday scenario would have been a lot more fun. I I think you and I have different ideas of fun, which considering <laughs> the fact that I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm watching a horror movie, horror movie, I'm watching a horror movie right now, but uh, that's bleak. What you came up with was bleak, <laughs> and I feel like mine was better. That's all, Steve. I mean, it was bleak, but it's a doomsday scenario. It's supposed to be bleak. I think like a doomsday scenario where sports don't happen is an actual reality. I'm not ready to face it just yet, so um, it's very bleak. It's very bleak, but I, w- I would, you know, listen, at some point you may have to actually talk about it because we're going to run out of things to talk about. So. <laughs> we'll keep True. that sucker on the back burner. I guess I'll have, to, I'll have to bookmark that little part. I mean, it was only like a paragraph, but it was still, yeah, it was pretty messed up. It took, <laughs> it took multiple turns in that paragraph that I personally was not prepared for. And that's what got me. <laughs> it ended with just me with my hand over my mouth. Oh, no. Oh, Steve. Yeah, I took it to a dark place. <laughs> yeah, that was legitimately over an, uh, yeah, over an hour and a half it took you guys to reply to that because I actually then said, what, too dark? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought maybe if I ignored it that we could all just <laughs> pretend it never happened, which Sarah thought the same thing, I think. So it worked yeah. out. Well, she normally thinks that about both of the things we talk about. So, mm. um, okay, I think that will be uh, that'll kind of wrap it up. Um, everybody, cross your fingers for Sarah, who will be moving into her first big kid apartment by herself next week, right? Yes. Woo! I'm excited. Adulting um, time. Hopefully, uh, sports come back, so I have something to watch on TV. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Come on. You'll still have your parents' Netflix password. <laughs> I actually have my own Netflix account, so. <laughs> Boom. Don't That's know. the way it's oh, done. Oh, you That's got right, me. <laughs> Nailed. Nailed. <laughs> that was a mic drop. We should just end the show right there. <laughs> no, because I actually do have a closing thought today. So oh, okay. One. Well, then let's have you lead it off for us. So, my closing thought is actually a question to some of the listeners. So I, I don't even know how. I, it was over 100 days ago because my positivity <laughs> thread was over 100 days, mm-hmm. and that's what I was like, i got to call it. I'm running out of ideas. But I was on the record on this podcast saying that I hated reading and that I never read <laughs> books. And now this quarantine, all I've done is read books, and now I'm really starting to enjoy it. So I'm a hypocrite in that, in that way. But my um, – request from anyone listening is to tweet me some good things to read or things that uh, they like and that can be anything it can be sports books it can be 
murder mysteries, it can be biographies, it can be anything. I have read every genre, I think, in the last um, few months, and so I'm looking to expand and try to find more things. So definitely, uh, if you have any good suggestions, I know we've talked about some sports ones, and I've, like, bookmarked them on my iPad, but if there are any that... Um, you've read during quarantine that you've just read in your lifetime that you think I should read, definitely let me know because I'm open to suggestions. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'll start off just by saying uh, there's a new Max Brooks book about um, <laughs> a, a firsthand account of uh, the Sasquatch Massacre that's uh, just tremendous. <laughs> so if you he's, – he's Mel Brooks's kid. He wrote World War Z, and it's called Devolution, and it just came out last week. And it's uh, – I've just started it, but it's awesome. So, hey, that's a book, Sarah. That's a book. You like first-hand accounts of fictional things involving Bigfoots? Well, there you go. You got you got one. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I will say my, I've got a couple final thoughts. Uh, I actually don't have any articles coming up. I've got probably one I'm going to write for next week over at Packer Report. Um, but I'm done with the 2019 season re- uh, 2019 season recap, so I'm working on um, an EQ looking at back at EQ's 2018 and kind of see what he did well, but I don't know when that's coming out. That's something I'm working on now. So I've got nothing to pimp. Um, so I've, I'm going to pimp someone else's work, and that's uh, Andy Herman over on Packer Report. He did, I think two weeks ago, did a, a article on 12 things he learned on Jordan Love's, watching Jordan Love's 2018 tape. That was incredible. Then this week he just went through his entire 2019 season and did the same thing. So uh, if you've not yet... Uh, Pack Report, go read uh, Andy Herman's two pieces on Jordan Love uh, because they're amazing. Um, I assume everyone here knows Andy. Everyone listening knows Andy. But, you know, everything, it's so – it's well-detailed. It's easy to understand. Uh, and he does such a great job in-depth of chronicling everything and why he came to the conclusions he did. Uh, just such – just great pieces. So definitely check those out. Um, and then lastly, just uh, – I don't know, man. Just – Again, like it's it's weird times, it's hard times, man. Just uh, just be nice, just be excellent to each other, and yeah. uh, you know, just just lift people up where you can, listen when you can, uh, chip in when you can, um, and just tell people you love them. I guess uh, that's that's my final thoughts. Very cool. I don't have much. Um, my little guy turns two tomorrow, so or technically today when this is out. So awesome. that's pretty awesome. Um, you ask him what he wants on his cake, and he says me. So you know it's a, it's a good time. It's going to be a good time. But uh, he's a he's a crazy little man, and it's a lot of fun. So uh, it's happy birthday to him. Uh, baseball is technically going to be coming back. So I'm trying not to think of the bad things that could happen, and I'm watching highlights of guys jacking home runs. So I'm thinking about bat flips right now. So that's kind of cool. That's mm, fun. I'm always pro bat flip. Um, Besides that, uh, not too much else going on. Uh, we do have a guest locked in for next week. Dusty, I don't know if you want to announce it yet or if we want to wait until it's, like, super, super confirmed. Yeah, might as well. We just chatted him. Yeah. Hopefully it should work out. He said yes. Um, it's Mark Beach. Uh, Mark Beach is amazing. Uh, he wrote, if you don't have it already, The People's Team. It's a history. There you go, Sarah. There's Packers. another book for you. There you go. I it's, should before he's on our show. I should definitely. Read I think it. it's like twenty bucks on Amazon, um, or you know, local bookstore if you can find it at your local bookstore. What Incredible it book. Again? It's called The People's Team. It's called The People's Team. I think it's the history of the Green Bay Packers or something. Um, but it's 
in, incredible book. Uh, great pictures. Goes through a ton of history on it. Uh, and just, you know, Steve and I actually had a chance to meet him before the Bears game and talk ball with him for, I don't know, probably two hours yeah, while getting drunk cool. on Benke's Old Fashions. That was just amazing. <laughs> so we're excited to talk to him again. Like, great, great dude. He's been writing for, he, I think he wrote for Sports Illustrated. He's currently an editor over at Players Tribune. Uh, knows more about the Packers than I think anyone I've ever talked to. Uh, and just a genuinely good person. So, yeah, we're thrilled. We'll be talking to him next week. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, so very cool. Um, we're trying to line up some other guests, too. I've uh, tweeted at Charlie Barron, so if you guys want to keep bugging him, <laughs> if we can annoy the crap out of him, maybe he'll jump on with us. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, next week, Mark Beach. Everybody make sure to listen in. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll get some, some great storytelling. I mean, that, that that was it. Like we, we, did, we asked, like, one question, and then he would go on for ten minutes and talk, like, these amazing stories, and we just – like little kids at a at Christmas, we just sit there with like our our heads on our our hands, and be like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" <laughs> so I'm fully I'm fully anticipating we'll have that kind of action again to, uh, next week. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, please be safe, be smart, uh, wear a mask whenever you can. Mm-hmm. We will talk to you next week. As always, at uh, Dusty Evely at Sarah Calher four at C Peratch and at Packaday Podcast. The five star reviews are always loved and uh, appreciated. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for this week. We will catch you guys next week. And as always, go pack, go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.